It's time to talk books. It's about that time of year when the best of lists come out. And Marianne Yazegin joins us on the line now with her top picks of 2022. Marianne is the manager of Book Warehouse and Black Bond Books. Good morning, Marianne. Good morning. So, Marianne, I understand that when you give your recommendations, people listen. (laughs) And I've heard that anecdotally. I've heard it all over the place. I know so many people that frequent the shops just to get your recs. So let's start out by talking about maybe fiction. What is your pick there? Well, I have so many fantastic picks from this year. It was hard to narrow it down. So some of these are mine, and then some of these I uh, called on some of my colleagues to ask for their top picks as well. So for fiction, we've got some great ones. The first one that I want to recommend is called The It Girl by Ruth Ware. Oh, that's the mystery, right? Mm -hmm. This is a very very twisty, turny psychological thriller. Okay. About a friend's murder? Yes, yes. So a couple of uh, young women met in Oxford. April is the it girl. She's bright, vivacious. Everyone loves her. But by the end of the year, she's dead. Ten years later, her friend Hannah learns that the man accused of April's murder has died in prison. And it brings up all these memories and questions about what really happened. The one thing I love about Ruth Ware books is that she keeps you guessing the whole way. I've read so many of her books, and I have never once guessed who the the bad person is. Okay, that sounds so good. And Night Ship by Jess Kidd. This is one that's based on a true story, I think. It is, which is just fascinating. So in 1629, uh, an orphaned girl is bound for the Dutch Indies on the ship Batavia. She's curious and adventurous, and she continues going on all these searches for a mythical monster. Uh, But a mutiny occurs on the ship, which is the true story. They end up shipwrecked on an island. And then going forward to 1989, a lonely boy is sent to live on this same remote island where his late mother once lived, and he discovers the story of this shipwreck. And you start to see parallels parallels in between their stories. It's just a fascinating story about adventure and friendship. I loved it. Oh, it sounds so good. And then British author Kate Atkinson uh, came out with Shrines of Gaiety. I have not read it, but I have heard major things about it. So Kate Atkinson is just one of our staff favorites. I've read so many of hers. You might remember her titles, Life After Life, Transcription, the Jackson Brody series. So good. This one is actually recommended by my colleague Holly at our Ladner store. We're in London in the Roaring Twenties. It's a country recovering from the Great War, and London has become the center for nightlife and celebration. And we meet our main character, Nellie Coker. She's a ruthless and ambitious woman. She wants to advance her six children, but of course, success breeds enemies. Holly says that this book is just so good. There's elements of mystery, deception, skullduggery, set against a great historical background. So I'm so excited to read this one as well. Nice. And then uh, Anne-Marie MacDonald, the name that I associate with just instant number one national bestsellers, she had a new one this year too. She did. And this book was, uh, I believe, about eight or ten years in the making. And it is a big book. It's almost 800 pages. Oh, my goodness. It's fantastic. Don't be daunted by the, by the size. <laughs> Take it up and read it. You know, you said 800 yeah. pages, and I just started to think about the days off and dividing them in terms of pages and how many pages I can accomplish over the holidays. <laughs> That's a great idea because I can't say enough about this book. I, I highly recommend it. It's late 19th century. Uh, we meet our character, Charlotte Bell. She's growing up in a vast and lonely state bordering Scotland and England, and she's been kept from the world by her caring but overprotective father. She's very curious and intelligent. Uh, there's been some mystery in her life then we go back to the story of her mother who passed away in her childbirth and bit by bit we uncover secrets and mysteries about her family it's 
I can't tell you how engrossing this book is. I'm, I'm saying it's my favorite book of 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. Definitely going to get that one. That was Fane by Anne-Marie McDonald. Uh, Marianne says that was her top pick for 2022. And then The Still Life by Sarah Winman. I have heard called Big Hearted. I've heard it be called Beautiful. One friend uh, who's a writer herself told me she just got so lost in it. Can you tell us about Still Life? Absolutely. And I totally agree with your friend. This was my best book of 2022 until I read Fane. Okay. So Still Life by Sarah Winman. It's, I've read all of her novels. This one is my favorite of hers. We're in Tuscany in 1944. A young British soldier meets an older British woman who's working on recovering stolen and damaged art from the war. Then he goes back to the UK to a boozy London pub. The story goes back to post-war Florence. It's just this beautiful, sweeping story of love and fate. Her characters are so unforgettable. You're, You're laughing on one page and crying on the next. Oh, I love that. I love an unforgettable character. There are some characters that I've read in not even this last year, but in previous years that I sometimes will just think about. I'll think about what is that character doing now? If she, if her life had continued on since reading her in that book, what is she doing now? Okay, let's hear also about uh, this series by Richard Osman that's got tons of attention in 2022. So popular. So Richard Osman's series, uh, the first one is The Thursday Murder Club. The second one is The Man Who Died Twice. And then the third one that's just come out is called The Bullet That Missed. These are feel-good, funny mysteries about four friends in a retirement community. And in the first novel, they just meet to uh, to chat about crime. They f- figure themselves little crime solvers. But then a local developer is actually found dead, and they take it upon themselves to solve the case. So if you want a lighthearted, fun sort of mystery, definitely pick those up. And then in terms of nonfiction, um, these were all books that I did on your list that I did manage to get around to reading this last year. One of them I found really, really challenging. It's by Jeanette McCurdy. Can you tell us about that one? Yes, I, I'm so glad you read it. Yeah, I, I thought this book was just fantastic. But like you said, really difficult to read. Um, it's uh, I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. You might be familiar with her name as a, a child TV star. Yeah. And when she was uh, a popular child TV star, she was completely controlled by her mother uh, to the point where her mother showered her until she was 16 years old. And this caused a series of eating disorders, addiction, and unhealthy relationships throughout Jeanette's life. And it's only when her mother died that Jeanette realized how bad things really were. She ends up going to therapy, quitting acting, and embarking on a journey of recovery and is finally able to decide things for herself for the first time in her life. It's, it's, you know, it's a devastating story about how terribly things can go wrong for young fame. Yeah. But it also ends up being really inspirational and about self-empowerment. Yeah, and overcoming your past despite it all. And uh, The Myth of Normal by Gabor Mate. So Gabor Mate will be familiar. People will know his name. His book, In the Realm of Hungry Hungry Ghosts, is fantastic. This one is written with his son, Daniel Mate. It's the first time they've written a book together. This book looks at how Western countries who pride ourselves on healthcare systems are actually seeing an increase in chronic illness and general ill health. Uh, Prescription drug use, mental illness, other troubling issues are on the rise. So what Gabor Mate wants us to understand is that uh, our understanding of normal is actually false. It doesn't consider trauma and stress of everyday life. So what he wants to do is untangle common myths about what makes us sick. It's a very compassionate and important book. Yeah, it's compassionate. And also, um, it's so interesting how so much the way he describes and explains it, it actually comes across as being common sense, even though it's the first time we're hearing it written about in that way. 
Mm-hmm. And the great thing about this book, like, again, this is a huge book, but you you go back to his books constantly. It's not something you read once and put down. Like you say, right. you, it's, so, it's so much common sense that you'll keep going back to this book. Marianne, I could talk books with you all day, but that's all the time we have for this morning. Thank you so much.